Yo! Hey yo. Shady Sands Adventure. Gun chat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeehaw! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow! Basti! Hey yo! Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the Desert Goons! Yo! Wow, 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 wow! Yeah, yeah! Three through Ooh, the table! Power slam your ass! What's up? It's that Shady Sands Adventures. We're coming at you. Uh, we talking all the wrestling goodies. Well, we're going to bring you up today on some of the contemporary wrestling, what you see on TV nowadays. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the come up, about what we're seeing as kids and stuff. It's been going on since goodness for forever. It's a per, it's an amazing performing art um, done all throughout America, super popular, popular in Europe, popular all across the world. Uh, really gets popular in the 60s, around the 70s, WWE or WWF at the time, the World, uh, World Wrestling Federation starts picking up all the small regional uh, wrestling places and Vince McMahon and his daddy start like running everything. Around the 90s is when like I'm coming in, I'm a baby, my, my, uh, my poppy's big influence on wrestling, he loves wrestling, he played wrestled with me as a kid all the time. Um, his big influences that he pushed on me, a lot of WCW, a lot of ECW, all the ECW was his absolute favorite, the fucking Tommy Dreamer, um, where my fucking Mysterio's coming from, all the good stuff, uh, and you know, the classic WWE, you can't get away from WWE, it's everywhere, um, it's still the, the reigning champion because it's just a fucking monopoly. I mean, it's just like a literal giant monopoly on wrestling that they could keep for forever. There's other wrestling organizations and stuff, as we'll talk today, because I don't watch WWE today. But as a kid, Attitude Era stuff really uh, really influenced the hell out of me. Uh, I think it influenced a lot of people. I just kind of love that just kind of, uh, you know, wrestling, but it's more uh, reality TV show style. So they're doing a lot of goofy promos where people are fighting each other um, backstage and all this drama. It was after the 80s where there's a lot of backstage politics, um, which blows up in the 90s for sure when Hogan leaves WCW. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Attitude Era definitely influenced me. I mean, it's the classic rock. It's the classic Stone Cold. What else do you want? What else do you need from wrestling? And it kind of was like classic rock because it was kind of played in all sorts of like environments where you'd expect to hear that music. I wasn't exposed to much wrestling, but when I'd go to my dad's manly barber shop, there, there would be Attitude Era right on the television, <laughs> pointing and shouting at you. Yeah, you can't avoid it. It was definitely one of WWE's biggest uh, blow-up moments. They've tried to recreate stuff like it, but they just can never get near it again. Um, mainly because I think it was super problematic, firstly. Uh, the Attitude Era is super problematic. I mean, firstly, the... Uh, the okay, they crucified a dude on stage. <laughs> you can't crucify someone on stage. Uh, I mean, you can. I'm all for it. Hey, hey, Andrew Lloyd Webber would have to have a word with you. <laughs> I'm all for it. 
But, like, I don't know. They didn't really warn anybody. They, no one was ready for that when it happened. It Too soon. Like, it was like, look, the Undertaker's so evil. It's like, this is crazy people shit. What kind of crucifixion? Was it a Jesus or was it like a Wolverine where they did the X? No, nah, it was like a, it was a Jesus. It was the full Jesus crucifixion. Um, they also did an abortion one that was like, re- or like a miscarriage one that was really rough. Like, yeah, they, they had... Firstly, the uh, super rough. I forget her name now, but uh, <sighs> shit, I'm so close to what it is too. I don't have the internet in front of me. I could, I, if I had the internet, I would. But Kane, if you remember, you if you know, you know when Kane kidnapped a woman and made him become her. Bro- <laughs> she had to marry him, but then they had like a bunch of like maybe they do like each other, and it's what? like what is this? <laughs> and then. Kane's gonna have a baby with uh, Lita, I wanna say her name is. And then this guy named uh, Greg Starksky, or whatever. His name was super dumb and Russian at the end. The Starksky guy, like, runs on stage before a match and, like, kicks her? Kicks a pregnant woman on stage in front of hundreds of people. <sighs> televised. <laughs> it's, not, it's not televised anymore. I remember watching somewhere that they like definitely don't show that and it's hard to find but I'm sure you can find it all over the internet super rough uh yeah so attitude era rough but also you got to see stone cold kick the shit out of his boss yeah who doesn't want to see that yeah it was just like a rowdy southern dude beating up his boss that's dope that's what we all want to see I grew up on the ruthless aggression era uh just to touch on that I hated it in retrospect, but as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, oh, Batista, Batista, bomb. And then like, John Cena, you can't see me, Randy. <coughs> I love John Cena. Hey, he coffee. was at all the Toys R Us's. <coughs> he was like the biggest action figure. Like, fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it was definitely like, uh, as kids, we would definitely play the wrestling game on my neighborhood, like groups of like, Three to four to six to eight of us would get in one room and we pass all around controllers and we'd all have our signature wrestlers. I'd always pick a monster wrestler like Kane or Undertaker, uh, but I love playing like big buff dudes like Batista <laughs> or like Bobby Lashley. It was like, oh man, this guy's just gonna pick you up and slam you. My other guys are like spooky monster guys on <laughs> uh, the boogeyman. He, he he brought a bag on stage and it had worms in it and he'd shove worms in people's mouth. Boogie so like Man's Oogie goofy. Boogie from Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, exactly, but live. <laughs> and then he had mini Boogeyman. <laughs> like shit was goofy. Are you explaining to me a trip you had recently? So <laughs> <laughs> my dad would show me as a kid, just like hey, watch this like creepy Boogeyman guy like talk to Trump. <laughs> like that's a real promo. I want to imagine that your dad just had this, like, shoebox. He was like, hey, kid, look in here. And it's just a <laughs> bunch of wrestling. Out. And you're like, dad, what is this? And he's like, don't tell what? anyone you saw this. <laughs> Goes back into his room with it. Goes back into the garage, if I'm being honest. Goes into the attic. Yeah. Um, so, contemporary wrestling. The real stuff that we're watching nowadays. I-, I got back into wrestling about... And I got Scummy back into wrestling with me about... A month ago, two months ago. Yeah, about that. Once we started Desert Life, and it all started 
I knew AEW existed. I knew AEW was good. Um, I was tempted to check them out. I talked to my dad. He said they're doing a lot of good stuff, and I should check it out. So, and he described the Stadium Stampede. Oh my god! And we could deep dive the Stadium Stampede a whole episode or a whole segment, but like, my dad's just like, oh yeah, so they can't do co- or so COVID, they can't do audiences right now. So they're what they did instead was instead of a pay per view like a regular one, which they still did a regular one, they did a Stadium Stampede as part of it for the main event. Uh, five guys on each team, two teams, meet up on a football field, and then just start fighting. And they start fighting all over. They, they go into the bar. They're body slamming each other over the bar. They're in the locker room slamming lockers into each other's heads. Somebody dude gets like his fucking head kicked into a bench that some dude was changing on earlier. Uh, real goofy stuff. There's a spot where they're in the pool. And uh, they're versus Matt Hardy. It's Ortiz and... Uh, Oh shit, Ortiz and somebody, his tag team partner, I feel feel so bad I forgot. Uh, they're fighting Matt Hardy, legendary wrestler, all the way back from the, the Ruthless Aggression era, him and Matt, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, the big names in wrestling. He goes on to make the Hardy verse. I'll deep dive <laughs> that, but Matt Hardy's some crazy man. So in reference to something called the... Ah, uh, the the pool of recharacterization. Yes, the uh, it was a lake in the original. So it's nah, a, nah, shut up. It's I'm, a, I'm the, you, I'm, no, you got I'm it. The expert now. It's okay. the lake of recharacterization. Anytime a character gets dunked into the lake, they get a new character. They come out as a new person. It's a great wrestling gimmick because they already have to do shitty gimmicks. So why not just do like three of them in one match? Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. So Matt Hardy's great at these. They go to a pool inside of the stadium that's overlooking the football field. And they do the pool of recharacterization. And they're dunking Matt Hardy. And every time his head comes out, he's screaming a new thing as a new character. He's fucking ridiculous. It, and the <coughs> announcers are calling it out. And it's oh obnoxious. But not as obnoxious as the guy who was continuously slammed all the way across the football field. Someone would just pick him up and then slam him backwards and then just pick him up and then just slam him backwards until they got all the way across. Yeah, classic suplexes all the way across 100 yards of football turf. It was impressive on both of their parts. They're both taking good little slams there. Now, that's an introduction to AEW. AEW. One of the best wrestling things. Uh, they got a cable show, AEW Dynamite, which we don't watch. No. But we do watch because we could get it on the YouTube and then watch it offline. Motherfucking AEW Dark. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Oh. We get the undercard. We get all the baby wrestlers or all the big wrestlers who just want a free win. Um, it's some of the best stuff. You should check it out with, with us. I'm sure we'll do a live stream. We'll do like whole episode deep dives of just like the latest one was what? AEW. Uh, Dark 42. We just did it, like, not too long ago, like, before we did coffee and smoked. But in the future, we'll do a Netflix, we'll do a grapevine, you know, we'll we'll do a juice blend of all our favorite wrestling. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, and, oh man, last time we were at, uh, Target or something, I definitely remember seeing a bunch of, like, WrestleMania of 2019 from WWE for like $4. And I was like, okay, we can do that probably. Uh, 
AEW, Stadium Stampede's a big appeal. We'll talk more about it. Uh, also, just more context on their goofiness. They did a puppy battle royale. It's just a bunch of... In reference to the Puppy Bowl, that. obviously. If you don't watch the Puppy Bowl every football, you fucked up. <laughs> you need to get on this already. Yeah, change your life. Uh, puppy Battle Royale, even kind of cuter, though. Uh, a bunch of puppies pushing each other around. They're, like, whimpering. They're, like, cooing. They're, like, ow, 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 making all these dope sounds. Uh, love a good Puppy Battle Royale. But we got to talk about some of the real wrestlers. We're going to talk the AEW lineup and what really brought us in. And I think the only appropriate way to start it was with the first match that we ever watched of AEW. Jurassic Express. I saw the name and was like, okay, this is kind of what I want from wrestling. I just want to see performing arts. I just want to see like theater with fighting. I want to see choreographed combat. That's what I want to see. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler. Woo! Two names that will go down in wrestling history. The, the, the main reason that we stuck around for this whole thing. Jurassic Express is amazing. But these two random dudes, we would never know that these names would revolutionize how we see wrestling. So they go into the match. And they have this goofy-ass gimmick where Brandon Cutler comes on with a fucking dice, a polyhedral dice, a 20-sided dice, some TTRPG nonsense, this D&D motherfucker with his, like, dragging cape, or he's, like, dragging shoulders. Yeah. Like, his padding's awesome, don't get me wrong, but it's super extra. He has, like, these stripes on his bald head. So goofy. Peter Avalon comes on with Leah Bates. Shh. Shh. He's the librarian. He's the librarian. He's got his Waluigi ass mustache and nose. His thick eyebrows are like. (laughs) So it's these two goofballs versus Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. Two. Two of the three Jurassic Express. Only missing Jungle Boy, the Tarzan looking dude. These two, though. So their whole gimmick is they're from the past. They're like, uh, they're crazy. They're crazy jungle people from the past. And they're little, big, and medium. But in reality, they answer the question of what if a Larry Clark character <laughs> became a wrestling team? They look perfect. Marco Stunt, Lil, Jungle Boy, medium, uh, Luchasaurus, big. Luchasaurus with a mask on. He's got a dino mask that makes him look chameleon with horns and stuff. He... Does he's this big ass guy, but he does these like dope kicks. He kicks and flips, and then just choke slams. Like good for him. Yeah, his finishing move is a flip into a slam. Yeah, like a standing flip too, a standing back flip onto the guy and then pins him. Like that shit's great. They're fighting these two goofballs, and the reason they kind of revolutionized wrestling is because we got really used to in the ruthless aggression era of just seeing big buff dudes battle each other, bodybuilders just like punching each other. Really boring stuff. The coolest stuff you'd see is slamming each other. Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon are definitely going to lose this match. 100%. (laughs) As as soon as it starts. As soon as it starts, you know it's going to lose. There is a funny spot where, like, Marco stunts a kind of little guy. So, Pierre Avalon and Brandon Cutler, in a heelish way, just, like, keep him in the corner and never let Luchasaurus tag in for, like, three minutes. Yeah, they just got the little guy pinned down. They're like, oh, if your friend comes in, we're going to get beat up. So, we're going to take our weakness out on you, punk. Yeah, and they're kind of being babies. Like, if Luchasaurus gets tagged in, like, in the beginning, Peter Avalon's like, tag me out. You fight him. I don't want to fight this guy. Super goofy stuff. They're being assholes to each other. And uh, 
after Luchasaurus gets in the second time, well, let's just say, oh, I mean, shit gets real. Everyone's getting kicked in the head by a giant dinosaur man who's then choke slamming and flipping on top of them. Marco Stunstor and her Karanas uh, flying around the stage looking amazing. Uh, they do some great spots. Uh, Jurassic Express whims, of course. And that's because Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler, as I've mentioned Brandon Cutler before, worst wrestler in AEW. It's, it's, it's historical. That's the quote as of right now. And they're racing for who could be worst. And they're doing a good job. They're racing for who could win first. But, I mean, as of right now, they have the losing scores. So they're kind of like, yeah, it's a fun race to see who win will they finally win. Now, current update. We just watched their match against Jurassic Express again. Now, they go up against a bunch of people. We've seen them up against SCU. 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 We've seen them up against random goons. We've seen them up against, uh, uh, ooh, who is it? Uh, the Dark Order. Ah, oh, that's such a great match. The first wrestling match I was ever invested in. It was really special because I've watched a lot of wrestling. I've watched it with my co-host here. And usually it was WWE. We'd be drunk, it would be late at night, and we'd watch a couple hours, and it was never anything special. Oh, it's terrible. I can't remember any of the matches we saw. But Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler versus goofy-ass Dark Order. Oh, my God. Because, the, firstly, they're the heels. And for, for wrestling... Uh, ooh, deep dive. There's tons of wrestling terms, obviously. Heel, babyface. Very first place you need to start. Uh, babyface is the good guy. Heel, bad guy. Heel turn is when heel turns into babyface. Babyface turn is when babyface turned into heel. Uh, slam, or spots are big uh, points in the wrestling match when something big happens. Bumps are when somebody gets hurt on accident like a move didn't go perfectly. Uh... Uh, a, re a receipt is when a bump happens and a dude is mad about the bump so he punches the other guy on purpose to kind of show like hey you're gonna bump me and you're not gonna care about being careful with me i'm gonna hurt you uh receipts are so funny you can hear stone cold talk about giving receipts all the time okay now it's time for your test listener what is a baby face? Is it a heel? Ooh. Is it a Jurassic Express? Ooh. Is it a Marco stunt? Cool. So, the two heels, Brandon Cutler, uh, Peter Avalon. You don't want them to win. Uh, they're they're funny to watch lose. They're they're goofy. They're slapstick. Is the funny thing about them? That's what revolutionized it to us. They're not meant to win. They're meant to look fucking funny as they lose. They sell the hell out of their bits. It was inspiring. It was amazing. I was like, I didn't think you could do comedy through wrestling this powerfully. It was transcendental yeah it was beautiful to witness like just being absolutely entertained on a comedic level because of how bad these two fuck faces are getting <laughs> beat up like he gets hit so hard with a clothesline he does a backflip like it's so dramatic and stupid it looks awesome uh so finally these two assholes after watching them lose a bunch we watch them fight these goofy ass nerds and masks who call themselves the dark order dark order online join now i hate them so it's two people you're supposed to hate but i distinctly like watching peter avalon and brandon cutler more so maybe this is their first win and this is the match where they learn friendship where they learn hey if we work together we might win this one. Because before this, there's a time where Brandon Cutler, the bald guy, lost a match. So the Waluigi motherfucker came in and was like, Ah, you lose! You're the worst wrestler ever! <laughs> <laughs>
So like, they're finally learning to work together. If they want to get their first win, it's going to have to be together. It's so cute. It's dumbly written, but I love watching it as it progresses. They're um, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, we'll wrap it up with some of the roster that we love. Gotta point out Orange Cassidy. Ooh, if you're freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. If you're watching wrestling in 2020 and you don't know who Orange Cassidy is, go fuck yourself. Uh, that was, my dad was like, yeah, A-Dub's pretty good. Uh, watch this real quick. He showed me Orange Cassidy fuck up this giant, uh, like, I don't know, this just giant dude with greasy black hair. And it was the funniest stuff. This man has his hands in his pocket. That's his gimmick. Yeah, he kind of looks like Ryan Reynolds and Drive. Yeah, it looks exactly like that with his hands in his pocket, with his glasses on. And the whole point is like, hit this guy. But then he dodges the move by falling on his back. But then he flips back up on his feet and then does a drop kick. Like, Orange <laughs> Cassidy is goosey as fuck. I, I, we watched him go up against somebody. And the whole match was like, Orange Ca this guy being like, hey, Orange Cassidy, I'm triple the size of you. Fuck you. Orange Cassidy hit him in the face once with the Superman punch. Dropped him dead. Right there. Will Hobbs on the ground. Will Hobbs, giant dude. Shout out to Will Hobbs. They told his origin story while Joey Alvarez or whatever was beating up somebody. Joey, it, my name's on my pants. Yeah, and it was just like, man, you're just dropping this guy's like deep-ass backstory about his brother died so he could be in wrestling just... While we're watching some pretty dope drop kicks of yeah. two other people, two completely not that person. Isn't that kind of wrestling in spirit, though? Hey, that is the wrestling let's spirit. Get, let's get real while these two dudes just annihilate each other. Shout out to wrestling commentators. That was Excalibur doing that one. He looks goofy as fuck, but he has some good wrestling commentator stuff. Uh, shout out to Taz. Uh, an old legend, the human suplex machine. The old Brian Cage? Uh, yeah, the older Brian Cage. Very goofy, man. Um, shout out to Taz from uh, TNA Times. Uh, <coughs> he's been around for forever. And then shout out to uh, Jim Ross for always being a good wrestling commentator still nowadays. Uh, wrap it up. Well, so we, we talked about Matt Hardy. He's part of the AEW roster to see some good Matt Hardy matches. Chris Jericho is one of the leading founders. Kenny Omega. But we can't Ooh. stop because... John Moxley. Ah. John Moxley's the current champion. Moxley. Moxley. Mox. Moxley. Mox. 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 USA. USA. So a grizzly, <laughs> a 40-year-old war veteran grizzly barman wanders up to you and he, he starts wagging his shoulders. And this is the John Moxley himself with like a grizzly orange, like kind of, like not a full beard, but like a beard. And, uh. It's just this goofy ass dude, uh, this bar fiend coming up to you and wanting to wrestle you. It doesn't even seem like he wants to win all the time. He just, and not that he just wants to like beat up the other guy. Seems like he just wants to prove that he can beat all of these people. To no one in particular, just kind of do it on television for everyone. Yeah, like fuck it, why not? Like Cincinnati, Ohio barman just destroys a roster of AEW wrestlers. And he's great at it. He looks funny. Uh, shout out to his unsanctioned matches uh, versus uh, Joey Janela. My boy. Joey Janela, the new macho man. Um, at least that's kind of way he sells himself as. He's very crazy. He lit a cigarette during the casino battle royale. And then... Uh, uh, for our 
listeners that don't listen to wrestling, a battle royale is just a lot of wrestlers fighting, and then they throw in more wrestlers, <laughs> and then they it's like feed to chickens that are fighting each other. What if 10 guys fought, and then what if 15 guys fought, but then what if there's 30 guys fighting in the ring? And it's like, they, this is a mess. And then they dropped it down to like 8 within a minute, and then like <laughs> 20 more guys came in, but with like bats with barbed wire on it. It's so good. Um, speaking of barbed wire unsanctioned matches are, you know, barbed wire is heavily used, but it's anything. So they're slamming chairs on each other. They're going through tables. They're climbing up ladders and jumping off. Uh, one of the dopest ones, Kenny Omega. Whoa. Omega. Uh, the Cleaner versus John Moxley. Unsanctioned match. It's the second one AEW has ever done. And uh, they bring out the Bob Wire spider web. A thing of beauty. There's a point where Kenny Omega's friends are like, hey, dude, do you really want this, like, creepy death trap you built? Like, don't you think it's a little much? And Kenny Omega's like, I'll tell you when I've had enough. And they're like, that's not, oh, we'll just get it. We're okay. going to go get it now. Are you sure? Because if you suplex them into it, both of you get trapped in that spider. Fuck it. Go get it for me. Like, Young Bucks didn't know what to do. Shout out Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Next Direction. Uh, just because uh, I hated Young Bucks upon first watching their matches. But then I watched their match versus uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy where they passed the kind of like, okay, these are the next like best wrestlers after us. Um, so shout out to them for that. But Young Bucks are just so hateable that they're kind of like fun to hate, which is the whole point of a heel. Yeah, you got to love to hate them. You gotta boo at them a lot and really enjoy it and not just get quiet and ignore their match. Yeah, and there's different, and that's the whole point of wrestling. You just want a reaction. You want a live crowd to react. That's the whole point of the whole existence of that performing art. Um, a good reaction, bad reaction, it's all the same. If no one's shouting, that's the bad thing. Unless you're in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Brian Cage is a big-ass goon. Big Swole. Big swole. 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 Shout swole. Uh, fem- uh, women wrestling doing pretty good in AEW. Um, well, we just watched like a Brandy Rhodes with Allie match um, there versus two Bumblefucks. Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford, uh, one of my top, Holy shit. top three wrestlers. Top three wrestlers for sure. Penelope Ford, definitely amazing. Kip Sapien, such a goon next to her. Two Pennsylvania biker goons just like making out on stage as they pin you. Like they're <laughs> the literal worst. Like her whole thing is she just comes in and does a splits right off the bat because <laughs> fuck you. Like in jeans too. Like she's crazy. I love it. Uh, their, their gimmick's amazing. Shout out to all the lovable heels in the world. Shout out to Pineapple Pete, a baby face. Let's hope one time he could finally win. Yeah, they they let him do some good stuff against Luther, um, but no win. Shout out Brady Pierce. Uh, Hey, I'm tall and white. (laughs) Tall and white, and his boots are gold. And my boots are gold. Look at my smile. Uh, such a goofy thing. Uh, shout out to all the AEW wrestlers. Y'all are doing good. Shout out to Brandon Cutler from being from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Shout out to Brian Cage from being from Chico, California, the place I want to go to college maybe in the future. Like Chico State. Chico State. Oh, yo. Um, yeah, you know, so many good re- Joey Janela. Shout out Joey Janela for Joey sure. Janella. Uh, go watch some Jurassic Express. Go watch some Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler. Um, shout out New Japan Wrestling. If you don't want to watch American Wrestling, go over to them because you could see Bullet Club shit. Bullet Club. Bullet, bullet. 
I'll spend a whole segment talking Bullet Club at some point. We'll definitely could deep dive them. That's a whole American group that's like a bunch of goons who are just in New Japan wrecking everything. Young Bucks are part of it. And then at one point, they overthrow the leader. But then no one knows who's the leader. But then two people fight for leadership. But then both of them get overthrown. It's a whole bumblefuck of wrestling nonsense. See, wrestling is like a soap opera. But instead of like it being more story driven at times, it just breaks into a dance of fighting. Just, just yeah, choreographed combat, the best stuff to watch. It's like, look at us. Like the thing is, these slams still hurt each other and if they don't perform them correctly, can really hurt each other. So like, this is a neat performing art to watch. It takes a lot of pain endurance, takes a lot of skill, takes a lot of selling other people's moves. It takes a lot of trust. Trust, it was the big one in my mind, yeah. Um, also, before we move, shout out fucking Colt Cabana. <laughs> shout out the man Colt Cabana, such a goon, the friendliest man. He'll shake the hands with the ref. Is that sus? Is that the, just him being friendly? Who knows? Taz hates him. Taz hates him. If you could trust Taz's judgment, his people always win. Yeah. So uh, that, that's just some wrestling we're bringing to you. We'll bring you like live matches. We'll talk matches. We'll give commentary. Uh, we could talk more specific pay-per-views, pay-per-views from the past. We could talk about so many wrestlers from the past. Mick Foley's a huge influence on me. Uh, we, we could talk all the Royal Rumbles, all the Cyber Mondays, all the crazy shit from the past. We could talk all the future stuff, all the future coming pay-per-views. Uh, Fighter Fest just happened. I saw a bit of it. I saw Moxley, Brian Cage. We could talk that. Hmm. Question before we go. Yeah. What do you think wrestling will look like in 100 years? Hopefully a lot more special effects. Hopefully a lot more costumes. Hopefully... A lot more story driven. <laughs> I just want to see goons in costumes fighting each other. That's all I want to see. And I want to throw money at it. And I want one of them to be like, hey, if your name's Sebastian, fuck you. And I would be like, hey, someone kick his ass. <laughs> That's all I want for wrestling. I want to get rowdy. I want to shout. I want to see colors. I want to see so many colors. I want to see big slams, people Drink being hit. Drink big beers. Big beer, big blunt, big coffee, all the good stuff. Um, shout out wrestling. Wrestling notoriously a stoner thing. Also a thing for comic nerds. Also a thing for rap nerds. Rap nerds and comic nerds are also usually the same people. Rap wrestling comics. There's a big triangle of nerds inside of there. Yeah. I belong in there, admittedly. My dad didn't do great things to me raising me, but he did that. And that's one of those not great things. <laughs> I have good comics I could talk about. I have great. We, we're going to bring you rap next. Shit, we talking K-Hop or, you know, we already did. We talking all the show me the money shit. Stick around. More wrestling in the future. More ECW in the future. I know you crazy motherfuckers listening in. Uh, swole. 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 Uh, we out. We're talking K-Hop. We're talking K-Hop today. We're finally going to do it. We've been talking about it. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about how how yep. we found it. How we got it. A while back, I found an artist named Lim Kim. She's pretty dope. She used to do pop, but then she transitioned to hip-hop, and I loved her EP, but it was the only taste I had. I watched one of her music videos and found a YouTube channel called On Stage, 
which hosts a lot of like live Korean artist performances and it's really dope and people should check it out. But through there, I saw Jackie Y for the first time. Ooh. And that just opened everything. Because yeah. Jackie Y is still like one of my favorite K-hop artists of all time. Every, anyone I've seen her go against has gotten killed by her. She's just held up their head and she's like, this is my trophy. And then she drops it and she's like, next one. I'm Jackie Y. I she needs to be on Show Me The Money 9 for sure. Yeah. Oh, she'll just win. Yeah. I mean, unless the judges just like dick her over and don't give her a chance. Like what happens in a lot of the hip hop survival shows we've seen. Yeah. Women aren't treated the best. Then they're fantastic artists. You listen to their projects and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Way better than a lot of the people who survived like deep in the show. But... Uh, how how's that? How we get to show me the money after that? Okay, so through Jackie Y, I found Yoon Wei, who is a fellow label mate and also another great artist. Mm -hmm. And on there, I noticed that she had a feature or something on an album that was called Show Me the Money at Big Letters, and there were multiple ones of that. And I was like, that's interesting, whatever. I found some other um, K hop artists that were interesting and they all had that at the bottom. So I was like, what What the hell is this? What show me the money? Is this like a compilation or something? And then the internet was like, no scummy, it's better. It's, <laughs> it's a two hour long per episode hip hop survival show. And I remember she just, after finding a couple of these artists, just would come to me and be like, Hey, look, I, I was listening to different uh, Korean hip-hop artists today. Because we lived in a house of a household of four, and we were the only two really interested in hip-hop. So, like, we, she would just bring any hip-hop good stuff to me, knowing, like, I'm down to check out anything. So, eventually, and I remember her just being like, I don't really know what show me the money is. It keeps popping up, but it seems like something important to like this scene and stuff and like that. So eventually we, we find the show and and we start with YouTube videos, right? Yeah, we find Mnet uh, videos. Yeah, like I think we just Googled it and then saw videos. We clicked one of the top three that showed up, the one that looked interesting. Yeah, I don't even think it was YouTube at that point. I think we just clicked on like the Google videos. The title wasn't in English. We didn't know what we were watching or where in the show it was or yeah. what season. It just seemed like some person on a stage and they might've had like a timer behind them or something like that. I can't exactly remember the first, first, first one we saw. I wanna say it was Zhang Yu. Cause I remember the lightning bolts and the blue background was like one of the first things we saw. I think we might have seen an all cast compilation. Remember? We could have, yeah, 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 it could have been all cast compilation. So like, all pass, they have these stages. Show me the money, hip hop survival show, two hours long, uh, each episode. And we were just, we didn't know what we were fully getting into. We just started with these YouTube videos, like eight minute YouTube videos. And we would like kind of, they, they cut away during these videos to like show the drama, but without the context of the episode, and especially with tra without translations, you kind of lose what's going on. You just see people making comments, but sometimes you know exactly what's happening. You know yeah. what I mean? You just see a bunch of people making a bunch of like oof faces and you're like, oh, oh, this person on stage is not gonna survive. 
I don't know what round this is. I don't know the stakes. I don't know what really is going on, but I know it's not going to be good for that contestant. No, it will not be. And context for the show me the money. We didn't find this one for a while, but I, we talked about it for a bit. Pretty much, if you want to understand, yeah, before we get any further into show me the money, just context of just some K-hop real quick. Look up Red Sun. Go to YouTube and just type in show me the money six red sun S M T M six space R E D space S U N. Easy as that. Just look at it up. Watch it. It's good. It it's should be around six minutes. Yeah. Not too long. You can watch the first minute. Just wait till the beat drops. Just just you'll know the moment when the song turns on and you know. From there, you could pretty much get context of what you're gonna get from the rest of the show me the money talk. Uh, K-hop in general too, just like to get into the vibe of it, I think 119, I mean, you showed that one to me. Yeah, 119 is hands down the best. It's what I'd recommend if you're really serious about it because it, it's like when Vice put together Rap Monium. That's what I was thinking. Like if you're into American hip hop, if you're just into the hip hop scene, you probably should have seen uh, Rap Monument by now. Just a compilation of a bunch of fantastic rappers going over this incredible beat that's changing and being versatile to each artist and kind of like playing to their favors and stuff like that. It's amazing. Uh, what's your favorite rapper on Rap Monument? T top three um, or something. Uh, top, top, top three, three just throw in. Um, Kilo uh, Kish. Killer Mike. Uh, Killer Kilo Mike. Kish. Action uh, Bronson. Um. All of Flatbush does good. All of Flatbush. Flatbush Fuck. is great. Um, everyone for like... <coughs> Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Ahims. Uh, no. Oh, Himaju. Um, Rap Monument's fantastic. If you know what that is, you should look up 119. It's the K-Hop version of it uh, to me. Uh, showcases a bunch of fantastic artists. If you look at the YouTube video too, it shows the artist and the artist's name and their verse right next to it so you could get context of what's going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 119, fantastic. But we're going through these YouTube videos and we're finally like, Okay, we've seen multiple stages. We don't know what, what order they come in, but we know one, they're on a timer and a fire pit or something comes up. They, they get flamed and dropped into a pit. It looks really nasty and sad. Uh, that's not an exaggeration either. Like these people, if all the judges don't like what they're hearing, they just flames shoot out of the literal ground, flame and the platform below them is lowered and then they have to walk out like an underground entrance or something or yeah exit. we're like what the fuck is this is this like one of the last rounds one of the first rounds what other battle rap round why are they putting their chains into a oh like a God. thing of fire into yeah a pit of fire it's so sad it's their it's their chain that they got when they passed and all this stuff like all this drama uh they got battle rap round posse round Around, all this nonsense and we're like okay we want context we want to find the beginning and actually go through this and i think the one that definitely got me and oh the both of us yeah we were both listening to it uh the day after a ton as soon as we found it on spotify double zero 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 is the song title and it's just fantastic 
It was the first, all the other songs, we were like, okay, these are good rappers. We could, even if we don't uh, understand what they're saying all the time, we can understand what the better artists are compared to the worst artists. Uh, and this uh, team battle, or no, just a team song, they had to prove that they all work well together. We watched a couple and we were like, ah, eh, these are fine. These are goofy. Yeah. Then Zero Zero comes on. Five contestants that just do this amazing, jazzy, cute rap that's just amazing and awesome. Feels something like came straight out of Chicago. Yeah. They're really embodying all these jazzy, cute vibes. So many standout artists. We'll, we'll shout out a ton of artists in a second. We'll give uh, you too many shout outs. Too many. But double zero. That's what did it. I think after that YouTube video, both of us were like, okay, so... Let's just look up this show. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's Fuck try it. to find it. Let's try to find episode one. I remember for a while we were like, let's do like season one episode. Like, let's really see what the show was. Okay, first five seasons are kind of hard to find. They're very difficult. You I know, first four. From. First four. Five you could find. We 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 didn't do that one. I we didn't love it. We did a couple episodes. Yeah, it wasn't kind to women. No, no, not at all. Um. But six, seven, eight all exist. Six and seven with translations. Uh, so, so we're going to layer, but real quick, just like shout out to translators. Shout out to translators. They don't have to do it. it they just choose to. They're like, hey, I like this show. And I also, you know, need to study for my Korean classes at college. So fuck it. Fuck it. Translate this show for me, please. So we'll get into it as we found Show Me The Money 8. We decided let's just go for the newest one. Fuck it. Yeah, whatever. Why not start at the top? We yeah. wanted double zero. We didn't yes. want to wait to get there. Yes, I think that was mainly it. Both of us were just waiting for double zero to happen. We had no idea how far in it was. We just knew that each episode was around two hours. Yeah. And we'll break down all of the show me the money a and the, like what happens in different scenes and stuff. But we'll do that one later. As of right now, we'll just do a general breakdown of the show, hi uh, highlight some of the, uh, the better contestants, some of the contestants you should definitely keep your eyes on if you want to do the show. We won't spoil any winners or any of that kind of stuff. So like just. Look out for all the artists we're going to shout out. We'll talk about some of the different stages and uh, different hosts. Just what makes the show interesting. And mainly for me, it was just a hip-hop survival show. Yeah, we'd never... That was interesting. We'd never seen something like that before. It was new to us. And it was like, you might be thinking, oh, kind of like American Idol, right? Wrong! 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 <laughs> there are points where it was like, maybe it's like The Voice, but it's only like The Voice for like one round, and even at that, it's not as gimmicky as The Voice. It's like all pass or all fail as the fire ring hits you. It's like, this is this is great. This is amazing. We watched one, uh, uh, one YouTube video too that had the steel cage round. And I, I, that was not eight, that was seven, but I was waiting for that round. I was like, there's just like money popping above people's head is like a steel cage drops in front of them. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, in some seasons, people are constantly just valued for like monetary worth. 
<laughs> it's insane. I love it. And they're used in like a gambling system and stuff. It's absolutely wild. Show me the money. money. Uh, so any hip hop survival show can't last without good hosts. You gotta have a good host. And that's kind of where we started. We saw these hosts and we we're like, okay, so these are prominent figures in the K-hop scene. We should probably start with just like researching each of them. And we definitely fall in love with different ones as time goes on, but who are the like some of the ones that stood out to you initially? Oh, BY, 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 <laughs> Goddess A Day. Oh, Goddess A Day, such a good song. Um, BY, definitely a standout, uh, a winner from one of the past seasons. Season five. Ooh. Um, yeah, we really wanted to see the rise of BY, but like, if you want to understand why BY is good, just type his name into YouTube and watch any of his music videos. Yeah. That's pretty much all you need. You watch two of them and you're like, okay, this guy has artistic uh, vision for sure. I mean, Gucci Bank. Gucci Bank. Gucci watch Bank Gucci alone. Bank. That's the essential one. That's all you need to see. You want to know good K-Hop banger? Coo uh, Gucci Bank. That's all you need to listen to. BY and Doc2. Easily one of the, the such a good collaboration. But also shout out to Mukbang by Little Cherry and Gino oh, Mall. Shout out to Mukbang. Oh, such a good one. Um, but show me the money. A uh, really good host. Uh, By definitely a standout. Swings stood out to me immediately. Um, I, I I love is just like. His physique, his stature, how goofy he is, how rowdy he is. I loved it all. He definitely caught my attention. Uh, people like Kid Millie. Kid who Millie. We slowly fall in love with. Um, I'm still in love with Kid Millie. Yeah, he totally got you. And after watching like a past season with him in it, I definitely understood like the appeal. I was like, okay, no, Kid Millie all the way. Uh, Geary Boy, another person I had to fall in love with on uh, Impact, hated him. But oh, uh, th this guy hated him so much. He was like, "This fucking Geary this boy. Guy. How do you get so prominent? <laughs> He's not that good. This, this shit is obnoxious. Look at him. He's just an anime character." In, in <laughs> I watched one music video of each artist, and I just hated Geary boys. Is my problem? <laughs> I just found a bad Geary boy one. But after watching him being a judge in a past uh, season, oh, I fell in love with the guy. He makes some of the best beats in like. South Korea for sure. Speaking of best beats in South Korea, gotta finally shout out Boy Cold. Boy Cold. Boy Cold. Never involved in any of the past seasons. Show me the money. A relatively new figure on the K-hop scene uh, in the past couple of years, like compared to people like Swings who have been around for decades. Um, shout out to Boy Cold. Some of the best cutesy beats. I think without his like hyper cute beats uh, initially. It would have took me a little longer to get into the show. But Double Zero, made and produced by your boy, Boy Cold. Do you like No Name? Do you like Chance the Rapper? Do you like Saba? Do you like any sort of like Chicago greatness? Boy Cold kind of captures that in a way. Boy Cold does a really good job at getting that. I, I, the only project of his that didn't work for me was the one with Vixen. But I think I just don't really love Vixen. Uh, shout out Kid Millie. Kid Millie. Shout out Kid Millie. Kid, Kid Millie's nemesis, according to Show Me the Money 7, is uh, <laughs> Vixen. 
who's not in the show. <laughs> He's just some kid. Was he a high school rapper? <laughs> yeah, he was like High School Rapper 2 or something. Okay, quick explanation. Oh. There's also a survival show called The High School Rapper that's really forgiving, but it's probably what you think it is. Yeah, we did one season, but we gave it its time it deserved, you know what I mean? Um, so, shout out! Shout out! Shout out to all the fucking good contestants in motherfucking Show Me The Money 8. If you're gonna start Show Me The Money 8, look out for these names. You, 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 if you're not looking for these names, I, we're, we're into rap for different reasons then. The first, the two names that stand out the most, the most important. Oh yeah. Yuja. Yuja. Zhang Yu. Zhang Yu. Zhang Yu. Zhang Yu. Oh. 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 Oh my god, uh, Zhang Yu stole my heart. In the YouTube videos we were initially watching, I just recognized him as the really cute pop, like he looked like a pop star type dude. And I was like, I love this guy's look. Oh, I can't look away from this guy. Who is this guy? And then who to guess, watching Show Me The Money 8, one of the, one of the, well, he does shout rap. I was gonna say one of the best uh, performers. He definitely is, but he does shout rap. And he, any rapper doing shout rap will immediately catch my attention. Yeah, this guy loves shouting. He was born shouting. Can't every, get enough of it. Every TV show we mentioned in that uh, other episode, it literally involves shouting. Everything that I've ever grown up on told me, hey, shouting's pretty cool, isn't it? It is. It's awesome. It's funny. Go shouting. Oh, if you shout at me, I'm gonna start laughing my ass off. I'm gonna think this is the goofiest thing ever. Why are you just shouting at me? It's just, it's one of the best part of rowdiness. And rowdiness is awesome. Um, one of the worst parts of rowdiness is like, you know, how physical it gets sometimes. Yeah, when you're getting shoved around. Yeah, it's gotta be consensual shoving and like playful shoving. It's when people just like get too rowdy. See, I don't mind when they get too rowdy and too shouty at me, though. I'm like, too shouty is fine. <laughs> you just got to make me a little concerned. You can't do both. Then it's just an intimidation. Yes, exactly. Uh, shout out to Takua. Takua. Wow, 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 wow. Takua, one of the best uh, noise rappers, shout rappers, uh, nerd rappers. He's adorable. If you want someone to yell sounds at you while wearing some very colorful colorful clothing he's your guy bibbidi boppity boo hannibal hannibal <laughs> uh takawa uh, fantastic you want more good noises go to debo 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 uh he's a canadian uh south korean heritage but born in canada rapper like really interesting uh guy when i look into his career very young uh got a huge career ahead of him debo debo what just like an obnoxious uh unpredictable flow like it, unconventional like you definitely don't get it from every rapper he, his choppy delivery his goofy noises his funny one-liners if i could compare him to any american yeah. rapper blueface okay blueface uh twin glocks like zach and cody everybody knows what's coming up come on party pooper like mr mosby uh Debo's probably better than Blueface. Probably better, but uh, <laughs> Debo's hilarious. I love him. Check out Peacock. Uh, fantastic. The feature in Peacock, Zenzilla. Little shout out to him. Shout out Zenzilla. Darch Goon, Mr. Goblin Man himself. Mr. Goblin Man, uh, what was it? A man with the money hair? Uh, money colored hair? 
fantastic gimmick. Zendazilla, uh, amazing. Uh, shout out, uh, okay, shout out Yuja again, because to explain why Yuja's fantastic, you just look at mosquitoes and you know why she's adorable. Like, don't. Don't Google mosquitoes. You're not going to find you. Yeah, don't just Google that. You're going to find a bunch of flying syringes. That's not what you want to see. You want to see show me the money eight. Yuja dash mosquitoes. Oh my God. So fucking cute. So good. It's like, okay. You know, like Animal Crossing music. <laughs> She's like the closest version I've seen of that in rap. It's adorable. I love it. Shout out, Laptop Boy Boy. Laptop Boy Boy. Laptop Boy Boy makes some of my favorite beats out there. Him and Boy Code really corner the, like, adorable core music in uh, South Korea to me. I'm sure there's dozens of other people who do it really well, but those two distinctly pop up in a lot of my favorite uh, artist music. Uh, shout out, Big Naughty. Big Naughty fantastic a young rapper like 18 years old this like little like high school boy with just, like the soul of a con man oh my god <laughs> with this goon thing he just like sings a lot and then does these little choppy raps that are adorable and you're like he's wearing these like cute ass clothing like he's got this big ass uh fucking fuzzy ass uh i want to say helmet that's not right hat it's a hat yeah it's a hat i wear hats um, i wear green hats He's, he's always doing like a little R&B thing in oh. the song. He opens it up with a oh. <laughs> Big naughty. <laughs> Mostly confident. <laughs> it's fantastic to watch. Uh, such a funny person to watch get through the show. Uh, and he's Big a naughty, yeah. He's a Bill literal. Stacking, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hit it. I was hoping you were, I was waiting for you to do it the third time so that I could try to get <laughs> Um. He's a literal teenager too, like he's a kid. He's just some kid. If we're talking about kid also, shout out to uh, Young B. Young B, there's Young B, a, a, one of the winners of High School Rapper. And a member of Dick Kids. And a member of Dick Kids uh, and a subsidiary of uh, Indigo Music. Just music we to plug. <laughs> just music we to plug. Uh, fantastic label owned by Swings. Uh, Indigo Music just fantastic if you if you like labels and getting into the wrappers of specific labels definitely gotta check out uh indigo we'll shout out all the labels uh in another segment we'll break down all the k-hop labels and all the rappers in there and like the vibes they create and why they're so substantial and so influential uh but big naughty just got assigned a higher gang uh <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Which higher gang? Yeah, they see that goon ass little boy, and they're like, eh, <laughs> "Come join us!" All you need to know about higher gang right now is it's owned by a man named Jay Park, who is like the ultimate sexy goon. Is that how you describe him? Yeah, that sounds about accurate. He there are pictures of him with Jay Z and Beyonce. That's all you need to know about Jay Park. Yeah. So, okay, so shout out Big Naughty, shout out to Bryn, uh, or no, we're shouting out Young B, Young B and Bryn, both uh, dickheads, both, uh, not Bryn is in Indigo, not anymore, right? No, No, I think just she's this, independent. Just, okay, yeah, that's what I thought last time when we looked into her. Uh, shout out Young B, part of uh, Highlight. Young B, <laughs> not Young B. Young B, not Young B. Although Young B... <laughs> So they battle rap, and uh, they're like, oh, our names are similar. I'm, I'm going to beat you. 
So one guy won a hip hop survival show. The other guy is just like some sexy time goon. Sexy time goon. Oh man. Okay. He does. Oh man. Sexy time kind of undersells it. He's mostly okay. he's just some dude who knows how attractive he is. And that just makes him really horny. He's just a very <laughs> horny person. Every time it looks like he's just trying to do anything so that he could fuck somebody. Yeah. So, uh, and lastly, shout out Swervy. Young B and Swervy, part of the same, uh, uh, you know, label, label. highlight. Uh, very good stuff. Swervy, uh, a great contestant. Show me the money. You gotta watch it. Uh, show me the money. It's fantastic. Real quick, we'll just... Uh, so hip hop survival shows, uh, that's Show Me the Money 8, very first one we ever watched. And then I looked into it a little, I was like, America's gotta have something, right? Okay, so Netflix produced Rhythm and Flow. And you know, if you wanna hit it real quick, I mean. Okay, so Rhythm and Flow is kind of more in tune with American Idol where they go to like a couple different cities and they like recruit people, but it's like more in line with like more Show Me the Money showiness, cause it's mm -hmm. rap. But like, you got three judges: Chance the Rapper, Cardi B, shout and Ti. Shout, shout out Chance! Shout out Chance for being I've seen sober. Chan I've seen Chance live like two, three times. At this point, I wouldn't want to, but like, every time I saw him, I was infatuated with him. The first time I saw him, it like definitely changed my life. Like, I had wanted to see him for so long. I had listened to Acid uh, rap for so long, and then I got to see him, and it was just liberating shout out flogna shout out to acid rap i have a lot of memories of gooning around a beach high to that album it's such a good one uh so rhythm and flow yeah fantastic uh yeah i mean chancellor rapper is fantastic uh he, he does a great job with good commentary some of his commentary is goofy we could break down rhythm and flow and there's another american hip-hop survival show that was in like 2013 but didn't look that good and didn't survive very long and seemed kind of kid oriented so yeah. like we didn't watch that one but we'll talk about that we'll talk about rhythm and flow shout out uh, nike turbo Nike Turbo with the Turbo Step. Turbo Step. Representing Missouri. Oh, man. Shout out, shout out Nike Turbo. Uh, look him up on Twitter. Look him up on anything. I don't know where he is, but fucking find him. Look him up on Twitter. Look him up on Instagram. Look him up on Netflix. Do it right now. Uh, shout out Deans. Uh, shout out, you know, there's so many fantastic rhythm and flow artists. I love Pennsylvania rappers specifically. So Dean definitely did a great job uh, representing Pennsylvania, my dad's home state, and my dad pushed like Pittsburgh shit on me all the time. Shout out uh, Steelers, Penguins, and uh, Pirates. Uh, all the P's. Uh, triple, yeah. triple P? Triple P. Triple B. Go check out Triple B. Al album coming up, at, or not album, EP, coming out at the end of the month. Check it out. Uh, we'll hit you with some recommendations. We'll get out of here. Uh, if you want to check out K-Hop, big recommendation from me. Gotta look at Homebody, gotta check out PH1. PH1 does a lot of English choruses, so you could understand what he's saying and really get into it. His flows are amazing, he's really chilled, really laid back, adorable guy. Uh, Homebody, I Hate You, uh, really fantastic tracks. Uh, he's really gentle, he's really cute, he's really positive, like he's always got good oh, vibes to him. Adorable even. as fuck, great vibes, it's not aggressive. I love all the aggressive sides of uh, Korean hip hop, but like, Homebody's just such, I think, like a great entry point to like start looking around. Like, but listen to the song, be like, okay, if you like it, start looking around at his other stuff, start looking at other people nearby him, like Coogie and uh, Big Naughty, Bryn, stuff like that. Check them all out. What do you think? 
Man, I gotta hit him with my, I mentioned it earlier, uh, Mukbang by Little Cherry and Jito Mo. Little Cherry is hands down one of my, my second favorite rapper of all time right now. That, yeah. She's killing it. She's just bringing it all- Seeing her music videos? Holy shit. She's just a fashion goon. She just dresses up in these crazy outfits that look great and then have these like really solid bangers that are mostly in English too. Yeah. Like you could generally follow a lot of it. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, go check it out. Uh, next time we talk K-Hop, because we will definitely talk more K-Hop, we'll, we'll either bring you labels and breaking down all the different rappers there and telling you like what vibes to check out for who. If you're like, if you're into this kind of music, check out these guys, you know what I mean? Or we will bring you live updates on Show Me The Money 7. Triple seven. Triple seven, hit that lottery. Hello. Ding 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 ding, and then Mr. Mr. Kyle McLaughlin, Goofy McLaughlin of Twin Peaks: The Return, hits all the lottery machines. Shout out him. You know, live updates on Show Me the Money Seven because we're watching that episode or that season right now. It's going really good. We'll bring you live updates. Bring you more K Hop. We're going to bring you more everything. We're going to bring you so much, so much, so much bullshit. Ayo. That's the end of episode three. We'll bring you episode four, the double feature right now. We're getting right into it. Ayo. We out. Dude, we, we fucking giving you some credit. Ayo. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to all the fucking nonsense. Thank you, you're the best. Oh, you wanna find more nonsense? Hit us up on that Twitter, at Shady Adventures. <laughs> you know, the best handle. Shady Sands Adventures, the full name. You could get all the updates. You could hear live updates from us, what we're looking into this week, uh, when episodes are posted, get updates on when we're gonna post, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we're gonna post every Tuesday, usually Tuesday after afternoon on Tuesday night. Look out for a new episode of Shady Sands Adventures. Where could they find you? Uh, at scummy underscore tummy on Twitter. On the twit twit. Uh, we're gonna bring you more social medias. We're gonna bring you more stuff. Show created by Yagoons. Uh, the BBB and... Scummy. And this comes come. Uh, find more BBB projects on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. I got GVR, Grease Valley Radio. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts and audio drama. Uh, where the money stopped. The world hole stopped because no more money. Uh-oh. Uh, check out new music from Bullet Teeth coming out at the end of the week. We got the Bullet Mountain EP. Coming out, go listen to it. It's going to be some of the best stuff. And uh, stick around for the next episode. Come back next week for more stuff. We're going to keep bringing you nonsense all fucking 2020. Ayo. Ayo. Wow, wow. Woo.